As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're staying home with the current number one movie in Canada on Netflix, Kate. Who are you? I'm Kate. poison me. Uh, I only followed us. Who was orders? How do I get to him? He doesn't surface ever. Somebody knows. What's so funny? You're all about to die. There's like 20 of us. Then you're outnumbered. Meticulous and preternaturally skilled, Kate is the perfect specimen of a finely tuned assassin at the height of her game. But when she uncharacteristically blows an assignment targeting a member of the Yakuza in Tokyo, she quickly discovers she's been poisoned, a brutally slow execution that gives her less than 24 hours to exact revenge on her killers. As her body swiftly deteriorates, Kate forms an unlikely bond with the teenage daughter of one of her past victims. Written by Umer Alim and directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan, Kate stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Kate, Woody Harrelson as Varric, Miku Patricia Martineau as Annie, and features Tadanobu Asano, Jun Kunimura, Miyavi, and Michael Huseman. Welcome one and all to the latest entry in the I'm Slowly Dying and Must Complete My Revenge Mission run of movies that feature projects like Crank and Jolt. Kate is a one-person wrecking crew with the skills to pay the bills and the bullets to back it up. To call this a mindless action film would probably be an understatement. As you can probably guess, there isn't much of a storyline to speak of beyond what I've already said. Revenge thrillers are more about the spectacle than they are about the cinematic adventure. So, how was it? Well, in 106 minutes, I did find myself losing interest quite a few times, but was always brought back in with an over-the-top, fast-paced action sequence or a fight scene. Some were extremely well done, while others were not so great. There was one particular driving scene that had me wondering if the visual effects team that worked on the live-action Speed Racer movie did it, but to be honest, didn't care enough to even look it up. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has shown that she does have some good acting jobs and is fairly believable as an action star, so this didn't seem overly far-fetched. The rest of the actors were good as well, so I wouldn't necessarily say it was an issue with the acting, more the repetition of the same type of film every few months. If you have some time to kill, it could be worth booting up Kate since it doesn't require a ton of attention to understand what is going on. You can get up, you can grab a snack, you can work out, have a short nap, doesn't matter. It will seem like you haven't missed a beat. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing in your own perspective, but in mine, it's right down the middle. I give Kate a C. If you're tired of the same old style, give a shout to Naked Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and get set up properly. Book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! 
let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with trailer chat and it may be a trailer you have seen already let's talk the matrix resurrections thomas you seem particularly triggered right now can you tell me what happened i've had dreams that weren't just dreams am i crazy we don't use that word in here if you want the truth, Neo, you're going to have to fly me. The only thing that matters to you is still here. I know it's why you're still fighting and why you will never give up. You don't know me. No? After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. The long-awaited sequel to The Matrix shows that Keanu Reeves is back inside The Matrix. He bumps into a familiar friend with Trinity, played by Carrie Ann Moss, and we get to see the newest version of Morpheus, played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. This project is being produced, co-written, and directed by Lana Wachowski, and it will mark the fourth installment in The Matrix franchise, seeing the return of Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Daniel Bernhardt, and Lambert Wilson, while joining with the new faces of Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, Jessica Henwick, Jonathan Groff, Neil Patrick Harris, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Telma Hopkins, and more. The Matrix Resurrections will hit theaters and HBO Max on December 22nd of 2021. Let's shift into some more delays that were announced and started off with the prequel of Mad Max Fury Road, Furiosa. In this wasteland, I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. Furiosa was originally announced to begin production as soon as it could, with a July 23rd, 2023 release date. That said, it will not begin filming until sometime next year. What that means is the project will now be released on May 24th of 2024. The project will be the biggest production ever for Australia and is expected to create 850 jobs and bring 350 million Australian dollars, which is a comparative of 272 million US dollars to the local economy. Anya Taylor-Joy is signed to play the title character, which was played by Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road. Also in the movie will be Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, as well as Chris Hemsworth. In the land of casting, The Expendables 4 has officially found its newest member. Andy Garcia has officially signed on to play a CIA agent who is assigned to accompany The Expendables on their latest dangerous mission. In addition to Andy Garcia, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture, The Expendables 4 will also feature Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Megan Fox, and Tony Jaa. Over at Disney, their Haunted Mansion reboot is getting a pretty stellar cast. It has officially been announced that Owen Wilson and Rosario Dawson will be joining Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish in the reboot. Justin Simeon is directing for a script penned by Katie Dippled. In other upcoming projects, Disney officially announced their new upcoming slate of projects. They've officially announced release dates for four new unnamed Marvel movies in 2024, which will release on February 16th, May 3rd, July 26th, and November 8th. Their live-action Little Mermaid movie will be set to release on May 26th of 2023, with Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley, which was previously set for a limited release, will now enjoy a worldwide release on December 17th of 2021. 
happened. It was also announced that the Bob's Burgers movie will finally launch on May 27th of 2022. Disney also confirmed that The Eternals, The Last Duel, West Side Story, Ron's Gone Wrong, and The King's Man will all get exclusive 45-day theatrical windows before shifting to digital platforms. The Last Duel is scheduled to hit theaters on October 15th, followed by Ron's Gone Wrong on October 22nd of 2021, The Eternals on November 5th, West Side Story on December 10th, and The King's Man on December 22nd. Disney also plans on releasing their next animated musical, Encanto, in theaters on November 24th of 2021, where it will play for 30 days before landing on Disney+. Christopher Nolan also announced that his next movie is starting to take shape and that it will take place during World War II and revolve around J. Robert Oppenheimer's development of the atom bomb. The project may or may not be released by Warner Brothers, where the director has called home for nearly the last 20 years. Nolan was a harsh critic of Warner Brothers after they planned to release their entire 2021 theatrical slate simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. There were reports earlier this year where Christopher Nolan had said he would never work with them ever again. That said, the director's fame itself will come with a price tag from any other studio that would be happy to pay it. And finally, we end on the news that you can own a piece of cinematic history. Several vehicles that appeared in Mad Max Fury Road are officially going up for auction. Lloyd's auctioneers and valuers will be selling 13 customized vehicles from the film as a part of the Lloyd's Spring Carnival Grand Carmada event on September 25th and 26th. According to the website, available for expressions of madness is a museum of modern masterpieces. These vehicles are survivors of the apocalypse that was the very filming of Fury Road. Blown, super turbocharged, and armed to the teeth with weaponry and the war boys, the machines that outran the end of civilization have been unearthed in the greatest barn find ever recorded. Nitrous, noxious, and no-nonsense harbingers of hell, marking man's uncanny ability to wring beauty even from that designed for death and destruction, art from power meaning from machine. Thirteen vehicles in total will go up for auction that includes the war rig, the giga horse, the doof wagon, and of course, Max's own interceptor. The auctions will all start off at a dollar, but it's very likely that this entire lot will sell for millions of dollars. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, elder doesn't necessarily mean old. It just means older, as in smarter, wiser. Wiser.